Game day once again tomorrow. Wrenchler, East Hartford, Connecticut, baby. 7 p.m. under the lights. First game Syracuse is going to play outdoors all season long. It's not going to matter. This should be a win for SU. We're going to talk about it, give our predictions. It's on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on Friday. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free. We're available wherever you get your podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, you can email us or tweet at us. Our email is losyracuse44 at gmail.com. And go follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us, DM us, whatever you want to do, at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. Show us your thoughts, questions, feelings. We want to hear them all regarding Syracuse. Um, Okay, let's talk about it. Syracuse, UConn, tomorrow night at Rensselaer Field, 7 p.m. Very exciting. 50-50 chance on whether or not I go. We don't know yet. But this is a game Syracuse is most likely going to win. Uh, Everybody coming into this year saw the schedule and said, okay, there's two games that I think Syracuse wins, and I can't say they win any of the other ones. And those games uh, were UConn and Wagner. Now, after week one, of course, our feelings have changed a little bit. But this UConn team won one game last season. Wagner won zero. So it was the classic phrase of Syracuse is playing two of their non-con games against teams that are combined for one win as of last year. Uh, UConn, though, now coached by Jim Mora, who, of course, coached UCLA not too long ago, as recently as 2017, which is pretty crazy if you ask me. He's coming on from coast to coast. Mora trying to coach up UConn now. Uh, and this is not last year's UConn team. They lose week one to Utah State, who then got blown out by Alabama 55 nothing. What do you want? Uh, and then they won a game against Central Connecticut State 28-3. to I don't know how much you take from that game, as Central Connecticut State isn't exactly a dog. Uh, But, hey, UConn still has some talent on this team, and it starts at running back. Nate Carter has been fantastic so far this season for the Huskies in game one, like that Utah State game I mentioned, 290 yards, didn't get into the end zone, but still nearly 200 yards in his first game of the year. And then last week against Central Connecticut State, 123 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So that's probably where Syracuse is going to key in on on the Husky offense. I think you have to, and, and you're going to have to lock down that run game because it's it's come so simply to UConn this year. They really have just sort of had their fill on the ground, even you know in a game that they lose. You you talk about Nathan Carter just getting his fill, yard after yard after yard after yard, solid carry after solid carries, everything seven point three yards per carry through two games. He's he's been outstanding. And he really just he hits gaps and he's got that that burst speed a little bit and I, I like what I saw in the in the videos that I've seen of him so far. You're gonna have to to lock up the the running game because that is UConn's 
I don't even know if I can say they're bread and butter at this point, but that is just what they're going to do. It's that all they got. Be, yeah, that's that is it's it's that or the pass game has been weak. So it's it's going to be they're going to have to run the ball if if they want to be competitive, and they're going to have to be able to run the ball. I would assume at a really impressive clip in order to be in this game, and and that goes to Nathan Carter, and you know he's proven himself so far but it hasn't really been in games that are all too significant. So we will, we'll see what happens. And I think this weekend, you know, says a lot about a lot, but I, I think if you're a UConn fan, you know, we talk about how for Syracuse, you want to see, you know, Garrett Schrader do it again. And can he be that consistent? I think this is sort of that similar litmus test even more so for UConn than this week is in terms of our Garrett Schrader confidence. This is sort of that litmus test for Nathan Carter. Like, is he really that good or did he just sort of have a good two games against two, you know, weaker teams? Uh, As you were saying, you know, central Connecticut is by no means a dog, but when you look in and and they're playing the schedule as if they are though, which is crazy. Yeah. So I, I, I like, I like that this is sort of Syracuse's chance to say, yeah, 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 you've got this great running back. First of all, we've got our great running back in Sean Tucker, but we also can shut yours down. And that would be sort of that statement that Syracuse could make uh, that would say, you know, hey, Nate Carter, you're, you're not Sean Tucker. Yeah. And you mentioned the passing game not really being there. It was for about yeah. two pass attempts. Uh, in game one, but Taquan Roberson, who spent three years at Penn State prior to transferring to UConn this past offseason, tore his ACL early on, which is brutal. And you don't want to see that happen to any athlete. So very uh, sorry to Taquan. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. But the next man up uh, is Zion Turner for UConn, who is a freshman. He threw 53 passes in two games thus far, only completed 26 of them, three touchdowns, three picks. I don't know if I'm exactly scared of this guy. Uh, He also isn't much of a rusher. He ran for 28 yards. So I don't know what crazy weapons he has, if any, but he is the man that will be under center likely against Syracuse. They did try out another guy. Uh, They've already thrown three quarterbacks this season, which is not exactly what you want. Kale Millen, who has also played in both games, but to a much less extent. I assume and I believe we will see Zion Turner. Uh, The other crazy part about the pass attack, we say it's not there, but they do throw the ball a ton. Um, They have 11 guys who have caught a pass this season, which is the stat you told me before this, which just kind of blows my mind. Syracuse, like you said, are also before the pod, only has seven. So it's a difference of a game, but – 11 guys have caught a pass for UConn. Like, I didn't know they had 11 guys who could catch a pass. I think that that says a lot in my mind about this passing game uh, and about UConn. Um, I, I think similarly to Syracuse in a way, they don't really know what the identity of this receiving core is. And, and I think that's where you're getting 11 guys have caught a pass Uh, You've got two guys that have caught five passes and a guy that's caught four passes. So Aaron Turner and Kevin's, oh God, Clercius. Kevin's Clercius, you're the UConn guy, I guess, in terms of you living there. 
Uh, but uh, they've got two guys with five game? catches in two games. I'll try to find out. And it's really, I mean, the bulk of these receivers, I mean, you look at this list, one, two, three, six guys with two or fewer catches in that 11. So they're, they don't really have, you know, a target. And that's something we said out of Syracuse that we'd like to see is someone sort of emerge as a number one or, or be the target that you know confidently you can throw the ball up there and they can catch it. I think UConn is really, really dealing with that. And even worse for them is they have to deal with that with option two at quarterback who, you know, you're as a freshman, you're not expecting, especially coming in behind a Penn State transfer, you're not expecting to be, you know, taking 53 pass attempts or making 53 pass attempts through two games by any means. I think he would have been pretty pleased if he uh, he threw five or six passes in oh, a yeah. game where, where UConn gets up by a score or two or a yeah. couple of scores late. Uh, so to have him come in and be put in this spot is tough. And on top of that, you don't really have – you know, the receiving options that you might be looking for. So it's it's sort of that perfect storm if you're looking at this through Syracuse's eyes of, hey, you know, you've got a team that throws the ball a good amount but really doesn't throw the ball all too well. Uh, it's a good opportunity to maybe snag an interception or a turnover or really just to solidify, hey, look at what these defensive backs can do in terms of locking up a, an offense. And I think these are receivers that these defensive backs uh, could have a field day with. You got like 99% of his name right, by the way. It's Kevin's Clarecius. Did I read name. it as an I? No, you said Clarecius. It's Clarecius. But you got 99.9% right. So you should be proud it's of not okay. that one. It's okay. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, on the other side, I'll tell you about the last time Syracuse and UConn played each other. Uh, but first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, Mixed Martial Arts, Boxing, and Golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine here with you on the Lockdown Syracuse podcast. I went I went three and two betting last weekend for what it's worth. Proud of you. That's good. You might have to Ended become our, our betting uh, advisor on this podcast. They had uh, DeBundo's digits last year. Maybe we'll have like Valentine's uh i don't know another v word that has to do with numbers um we'll we'll figure that out that's down the road (laughs) anyway uh last time syracuse and yukon played was november of 2009 the world was coming off a new york yankees world championship you love to see it uh and syracuse was in connecticut again uh for a game against yukon didn't go SU's way. First quarter, Connecticut puts up 14 on the board. Syracuse answers with three. Then both teams put up 14, and UConn kind of runs away with it, outscoring SU 21-14 in the fourth. 56-31, your final in that one. That made UConn 6-5 and five on the season, while it made SU 4-8 and eight to end the year for the Orange. 
Uh, Greg Paulus, of course, was your quarterback th- that year for Syracuse. He actually had a decent game, went 24 for 32 in the air, threw a couple of touchdowns. Ryan Nassib even came in, had a really good game, seven for nine through the air, threw a touchdown. Uh, but it wasn't enough. Even Delone Carter, he ran one in, had 100 yards on the ground. The offensive output that day was great. They just didn't play any defense like at all. Uh, I don't expect that that'll be the case when Syracuse plays UConn tomorrow. But, hey, you never really know. That game was a noon game. This game's a 7 p.m. game. Things change, Owen. Everyone, you know, when the lights come on, playing at Rensselaer, anything can happen, I guess. That's true. I guess. I, I'm on – my mind is everywhere today. All I took away from your recap of that game is that I want to buy a Ryan Nassib football card. You're a, you're a huge Ryan Nassib guy. I have a Dungy card that I found the other day. Um, I, Ryan Nassib was like – just when I was you know old enough to start appreciating football, I, I was watching Ryan Nassib at Syracuse. And I know it's like – I get appreciation, like, you know, if you're uh, used to watching, you know, the top, top schools that is taken as, you know, taken with a grain of salt. But, like, it was cool to watch a guy like Ryan Nassib, who I just felt like did what you wanted from a college quarterback who was doing his thing. And then the uh, the bowl game against Kansas State and the pinstripe bowl, just like it, it was it was nice. My parents got me tickets as a Christmas gift. We went, we watched, I was starting a chant. It was oddly enough, the Penn state chant, but we are SU instead of Penn state. <laughs> you know, I was we're in my supposed element. to say C U S E. I only found that out in my senior year. Really? Yeah. It's supposed to be C U S E. Oh, I did know that. I just found that. But out I wasn't least. saying it like that, but it, tangents. Uh, this is different. It's been a while since they've played. What is it, 15 years? Not quite, 13. Uh, but still, like, it's it really has been a while since these two teams have played. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting to have – it's a Big East football game, <laughs> which I, I can't, yeah. like, say with a lot of spice and, and have, it have anything uh, as if this was a basketball game. But it is nice to, like – to have this game against UConn and I, I'm a fan of Rensselaer field. So that's kind of cool that it's there and just like to play on the road there, which I guess you can come after me because like, why is Syracuse playing a road game at UConn? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know but why it's happening. It is. It's kind of cool, I guess in a way, uh, but I'm excited for, for this game as an opportunity. Uh, and I, I think there's a chance that, especially in, in Vegas's mind, Syracuse puts up that margin of victory that they might have fallen uh, almost exactly, uh, what, 13 years ago in 2009. Okay, so let's talk about how we think Syracuse is going to get to that margin of victory because, I mean, I don't see Syracuse having a chance at losing this game. I think if they did, uh, I actually would be so curious as to what that reaction would be like if Syracuse lost this game. It would be what so crazy. It would be what crazy. Two week no one would know how to feel. Everyone would be like, what? It doesn't make any sense. I'll um, tell you what hey, people we're going to look be. back on this podcast and we're going to be like, wow, we kind of called it. But hey. People uh, will not be at the Dome week three. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, that's likely not going to happen. Uh, so for me, this game, 
I think the thing I'm going to do the thing I would like to see, uh, even though we did a whole episode on that yesterday, I thought about another one, but it's kind of similar to the one yesterday we did. Uh, and then I'm going to do my keys of the game. The thing I'd like to see is the backups get some playing time. Like I want to see LaQuint Allen take some snaps and like really see what he can do because this is one of those games and Wagner is too. Maybe Wagner's even a better opportunity for this in the dome and everything to really let your young guys play and see what you've got in LaQuint Allen, Juwan Price, and see what you have in Umari Hatcher. Like let him play a little bit. Maybe let Carlos play. Like let's see what this team has because why play Schrader? Why play Sean if you don't have to? I like your take. I do. And I, I think I'm on the same page and I was almost getting at it a little bit in our sort of stay healthy conversation that we had yeah, yesterday that's, that's and that zero injuries is like, it would be really nice to put yourself in a position and not that this game as a whole doesn't put you in a position to try a few things, but it really would be nice to be able to try some things later on in this game because you, you don't have that, that week one cakewalk that, is so typical as a power five football program, even if, you know, Syracuse is at the bottom of that group. Um, It it is not what you're used to, right? You're supposed to sort of have that, that first week gimme almost. And, And to say that is, is not, you know, weird by any means in my mind. I just think like you think so much in the growth that happens and the changes and the improvements that happen. And I think Dino's even talked about this, in his press conferences is that week one to week two improvements is the biggest improvement gap that you can see as a team. Syracuse now with a week one win has this cool little opportunity in week two to do that again and sort of have this week two now week one, try a few things, see what works, see if you can fix a few things, iron a few things out in a lower pressure situation where they can then come out and be, you know, in better shape or have some more things in the back pocket for that Purdue Virginia stretch, which we've talked about are two winnable games, but also two losable games. This is a really nice opportunity. I guess if I want to put in something that I want to see outside of that, I, I and we I said it a little bit at the top of the episode almost. I would love to see this receiving group show me something. Whether it's a guy yeah. that stands out or someone who we don't really have circled at this point, getting a couple of catches, breaking a tackle, something, getting some yards, burning a defender. I would really, really love to see sort of the, what do you got in a game where you're most likely better than who is guarding you? What can you do in that situation? And can you show me something given that scenario? Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the receiving core is the one that, is the biggest question mark on offense. So just seeing different guys in there, it it would be really cool. Um, I guess the key to the game, because I don't know if instruction is really what's necessary here. Um, Key of the game is play your game and and refine the tools that you have and just make sure that you continue to uh, bolster the identity of the the team this season. Because these first couple of weeks, and even uh, in the next two, against Purdue and Virginia, we will find out how good this team is going to be because you get this game to see, okay, let's see if Sean, like the Albany game last year, like Sean broke so many records in that game. He only caught like four passes, but ran every time he caught the ball, it was like 73 yards. 
Um, so this is one of those games where it's just like, okay, like let them run and see what, what they can do. Um, so just play your game. That That's my key to the game. Um, what is yours? My key to the game? I, I didn't even think of this. So we're going to get true off the cuff key to the game. I, I think my key is, is going to be – because I'm not giving a key that's like you're going to lose this game if you don't do that. My key for me, and I guess this is also another I'd like to see, I think the number I have in my head is 14. And that is like my key for this to be a really successful game would be Syracuse keeping UConn to less than 14. This is not a, a an equal two or less than. I like it. I like this that. is just a less than. I, I want less than two touchdowns. And if they do score the second touchdown, block the extra point because I don't want them <laughs> to get to 14. Okay. I, I think that would be sort of my key to walk out of this saying, yeah, they came in, they did their job, and they walked out of there with a dominant performance. And I think 14 is that number that I really think so. You're playing a UConn team with some question marks and what looks like, even though it's not against incredible defenses, a pretty solid running back. You know, maybe you let up a drive that they score a touchdown. I don't think asking for a zero is ever realistic. Uh, But I think you can ask for Syracuse to hold UConn to 10 or 7. You just did it with Louisville. you got to assume, right, that, you know, UConn's offense isn't as good even though we had some issues with Louisville's offense as a whole. I just think that number is really comfortable for me, and I walk into week three, if they stay under that threshold, really, really confident in this defense, even though it's against a Louisville offense we're not too sure about, and a UConn offense. I think if you stay at 14 or below, or less than 14, not 14 or below, less than 14, I, I'm really confident in this defense in on all facets if that number is the case what's funny about that is i was thinking to myself before we even started tricky that uh my my prediction my score prediction would would be under 14 like i was like yeah either 10 or 13 but they're not going above 13 <laughs> you're actually gonna you're gonna hate my score prediction because it's it's okay. kind of funny well it hit, hit me with it what is it <laughs> I I'm I'm keyed in on a margin of victory of 24 points. Okay. Every time I think this through, I, I see 24 being that number, and that might be significant to some. Valentine's values. 23. Huh? I just thought of it. Valentine's values. Oh, all right, Bang. <laughs> Valentine's values. Um, sorry. We're recording right. this Thursday afternoon. Uh, my bet tonight, I don't have either team in the first NFL game, but I have Josh Allen first touchdown. So call me out tomorrow morning when you listen to this podcast, because <laughs> it's, uh, it's got some juice to it. Um, hey, what is your prediction? I apologize. I, my margin of victory has been 24 and I, ah, God, 24 points better than you math now, folks. I know. I, I'm going to say 38 14. 30? What? 14? Say, I thought I had to go I, under 14. I, I said I would love to see it happen. I, my prediction, I, I got to go with where the heart is. I got to go where, where I think it is. Uh, I, I think 38 14 is where I go. I do think they're at 14. I don't think they hit 17. Um, but yeah, 14, 38 14 is where I will land. 
Maybe I'll put a 36. little graphic together with your take. Okay. My mine is 3613 because I stick to my word. Uh so I've got 3613. You've got what was it, 3814? Both SU yeah. victories. Uh all right. Well, that's all we got. Maybe you'll see that on Twitter, hopefully. Um yeah, we'll see. But that'll be on Friday when you listen to this. So Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Get more on the ACC by making Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen. That is Lockdown ACC. And Owen and I will see you on Monday to recap.